Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hive School Sports Podcast Football Edition right here on the Hive Sports Network. Today, we're getting ready for the beginning of state championships. We'll be doing that by taking a look back at the regular season and all of the stat leaders, taking a look ahead at the top two teams for each division, all teams with bye weeks, and one premier matchup that I think should be interesting for each division. Let's get right into it with the stat leaders. Coming in at number one on passing yards is Alex Jackson of Juab with 3,076. Rushing yards leader, who will lead a couple of categories, is Tavita Valetti out of Springville for 1,706 rushing yards. Take a jar of Corner Canyon leads the receiving yards category at 1,434. For total points scored, Tavita Valetti comes in again with 132. He also leads total touchdowns with 22. On the defensive side, total tackles is owned by Quade Thompson of Milford with 141. Sacks by Brady Freeman of South Summit with 23. And interceptions for Malik Johnson of Leighton Christian Academy with 8. For special teams, the most field goals were made by Rhett Thompson of Syracuse with 12. The highest percentage of field goals were made by Ryan Wenzel of Layton, who went 9 for 9, so 100%. The longest field goal of the season was made by Ian Sanchez of Lone Peak at 56 yards. The most touchbacks on the season were provided by Benny Bigelow of Brighton with 51. The longest punt is done by Gavin Turner of Morgan for 83 yards, which is incredibly impressive. Most punts inside the 20 was actually a tie between Josh Calvert of Skyline and Riker Richards of Juab, each with 17. The longest punt return was done by Dylan Hamilton of Stansbury for 91 yards, and the longest kick return was done by Tegan Humphreys of Weber for 98. A big congratulations to all the stat leaders in every category for the regular season, and really to everyone who went out there and played their very hardest. It might not always be reflected on the scoreboard or the stat sheet, but if you go out there and leave everything on the field, then you can walk away knowing you did your best. There were a number of impressive performances by a lot of guys this year, and everyone should be proud of the work that they put in. Moving on, we'll look ahead to this weekend and the first matchups to be played in the state championship. To get a good idea of who will be playing and what will, what will be happening, we'll go over the top two teams in each division and the teams with bye weeks this week, so the ones that won't play. As you would expect, there will be a good amount of overlap, but in, some categ- in every category with byes, there will be more than two teams that get a bye. There will be at least three, and up to eight. So, by ranking, the top two teams in each division, per maxpreps.com, for 6A, Corner Canyon and Sky Ridge, who are 1 and 2 respectively, which is how I will be doing this. 5A is Lehigh and Timpview. 4A is Crimson Cliffs and Desert Hills. 3A is Juab and Morgan. 2A, South Summit and San Juan. And 1A, Leighton Christian Academy and Enterprise. Now, as I said, 
there will be between three and eight teams with buys, depending on the division. There's only one division that doesn't get any buys, and that is 1A because there are eight teams and eight spots. Nobody gets a buy. Everybody plays. That's just how it is. For the other ones, at least three and up to eight will get bye weeks, so they won't have to play this weekend, and they just immediately move on to the next week. Those teams by division going 6A to 2A, again, teams with buys in ranking order. For 6A, we have Corner Canyon, Sky Ridge, Bingham, American Fork, Farmington, Syracuse, Davis, and West Jordan. For 5A, we have Lehigh, Tempview, Springville, Stansbury, Brighton, Bountiful, Spanish Fork, and Provo. 4A, we have three, Crimson Cliffs, Desert Hills, and Dixie. 3A, almost ironically, will have four, Jewab, Morgan, Grantsville, and Canyon View. 2A will also have four, in South Summit, San Juan, Emory, and Beaver. And like I mentioned before, 1A will not have any buys. Those are the teams that won't be playing the first week, so they'll be getting some much-needed rest for the next week. Teams that do play will be doing so seated according to their final ranking by Max Preps and UHSAA, with higher seeds playing lower seeds, so the highest non-buy-getting team will be playing the lowest-seeded non-buy-getting team. So, for example... In the 6A division, uh, West, which is ranked number 9, will be playing Hunter, which is ranked 24. So 9 is the highest seeded non-buy getting team, and Hunter is the lowest seeded team. So they will be playing each other, and then it kind of all comes together into the middle, where you have sixteen late, number 16 Leighton and number 17 Harriman playing each other as well. Within the tournament, I wanted to pick out a few matchups that I think will be the the most interesting ones to watch. And, you know, I could be wrong. As we know, anything can happen in this game. But based on what I know and what I have seen, these are matchups, one from each division, that I think will be ones to look out for and may may inform the way that the tournament goes. Um, so starting with 6A, we'll just go down the list. And I, I kind of crafted this based on my personal interest, but it looks at record uh, points for, points against, and just kind of my general understanding of the way teams play. Um, so th- this is my belief. If you have other marquee matchups that you think are going to be more interesting than uh than awesome this is just my list and we'll go ahead and start with 6a cypress at pleasant grove uh, i think looking at the stats that should be that should be an interesting matchup they're two very evenly matched teams and that's something that you really look for in a tournament setting is getting the most evenly matched teams possible uh, and that's going to be a lot of what informs this list Cypress and Pleasant Grove is no exception. They have a very similar record 
with Cypress coming in at four and six uh, and Pleasant Grove being five and five. They're very close to each other. They're both close in points score in average points scored in points for in points against sort of the the more interesting matchup is the points against where Cypress really gets scored on a lot. Uh, Pleasant Grove doesn't in comparison. Uh, and Cypress actually ends up scoring less than Pleasant Grove, but their record being so similar, it it makes you think that Cypress can can make some magic happen and they can do they can do what they need to do on that day to make sure that they get out with a victory. So I think that that will be a very interesting one to watch in a huge division in 6A being such a massive division. I think this is going to be one of the better matchups to keep an eye on. And I wouldn't be altogether surprised if one of these teams could make a run. Moving on to 5A, we've got Timpanogos at Park City, who, despite having played an uneven number of games, with Park City having played one fewer game, they are pretty evenly matched, generally speaking. They're, they offer an interesting matchup, I think, where Timbonogos has an explosive offense. They have a very interesting and very dynamic offense. Uh, Park City seems to be more defensively minded, just based on the stats, where Timbonogos has scored almost 400 points this season. Park City has scored just over 250 and the big key is that Timpanogos has allowed almost 270, whereas Park City has allowed just under 140. And that, I think, is going to be the, the big sticking point for this matchup, where Timpanogos really, their offense really thrives. Their defense can't seem to stop everything, as, you know, you would expect. But their defense gives up a lot of points, but they score a lot of points as well. So if Park City's defense can shut down Timpanogos' offense... As, as simplistic as that take might be, that might be the very simple key to victory. Just leaning into your strengths, like using what you're good at already and not trying to play the opponent's game, like not trying to get into an offensive shootout. If you're Park City, you want to shorten the game, probably run the ball, play good defense. You know, very simple, fundamental football. If you're Tipinogos, you want to try and blindside them and get their defense off rhythm, off step. You want to get them so that they can't execute their apparently very tidy game plan. That's another one in a big division that is 5A that I think could potentially be really interesting. And whichever one of these teams wins is going to go about their next match in a very different way from the other one. So that that'll be interesting to see kind of how that plays out as well. For a, I will be honest, I struggled a little bit finding what I thought would be a really exciting matchup for this one. I have settled on Bear River at Mountain Crest, who have fairly disparate records at three and seven and six and four, respectively. Uh, what what kind of gets me is their scoring averages being very, very similar, where Mountain Crest, who has the better record, actually has a lower scoring average per game than Bear River, but Bear River has lost more games. They've lost three more games, and they have given up, Bear River has given up a ton of points, uh, over 300 points, 
whereas Mountain Crest has given up sub 150. Uh, they've Mountain Crest has scored sub 200 and Bear River has scored just over 200. I don't really know what to make of this match. Like this is this is weird. This is a weird one. And so looking at it, it would seem like Mountain Crest just plays. Honestly, they may just play short games. They may play short running games and Bear River gets run over by, you know, dynamic playmakers on, you know, on the offense, on their opponent's offensive side, where their defense just can't do a whole ton and their offense really can't keep up. But they managed to win three games, so they must be doing something right somewhere. So tapping into whatever it is that made them successful during that time is going to be the key, and I could not tell you for the life of me what that is. But I'm sure the coaching staff and the players know better than anybody what they do well and what they can do to make sure that this that this isn't their last game of the season. So I, I don't really exactly know what to make of it, but uh, it might be an interesting one. It, it could be a crazy weird score. Who knows? So keep an eye out on Bear River at Mountain Crest in 4A. 3A, the 3A matchup I picked out is Union at Juan Diego Catholic. And... This, is, this one is a little bit more along the lines of what I mentioned at the beginning for my criteria, where it is similar points for, points against, and average points per game, where Union is coming in with, you know, just over 230 points scored on the season, uh, 280 points against, so scored against them. Uh, I mean, not a great differential, obviously, but not the worst I've seen. And then Juan Diego is coming in at just under 230 for points scored, but 334 points against. So like a a larger margin of separation than what Union has, but a better record. So Juan Diego has is five and five. Union is three and seven. So somewhere along the lines, even though Union has, you know, kept a better differential there, they have not been able to convert that into the same amount of wins that Juan Diego has. And if you look at their scoring per game, their scoring average, it is almost identical, which is really interesting. Like that, their approach to the game might be the same. I'm honestly not really sure. And this is another one that while closer to what I mentioned at the beginning, where like statistically... Statistically, the the fundamentals are very similar. Uh, it it could go any way, and it's it's really hard to know. Just looking at this, people who have watched them all throughout the all throughout the semester—that's the word I'm looking for—all throughout the semester, all throughout the season, which is a better word for that. Uh, they will have a better idea, kind of what the approach should be for each team and again this this could be one that that goes any way it's it's so hard to tell coming up on the last two divisions we have 2a and 2a is even closer to that that fundamental that i was talking about like what i've been looking at for my analysis, if you want to call it that, <laughs> where their 
their stats are so very similar and their records reflect that where they are they're one game different they've played the same amount of games uh, they've both played 10 the rams are coming in south Sevier rams are coming in three and seven judge memorial bulldogs four and six their stats are very similar they're like their points for their points against uh their scoring average all very similar so it it begs the question of what is their key strategy if you are playing a if you're playing a similar team like a team similar to you in record and stats and everything um where you know one isn't blowing the other away how do you approach that and i think that's going to be the biggest key for either team is to have you know any good sports team is going to look at the film of the team that they are playing and see what their tendencies are, what they like to do, uh, what their strengths and weaknesses are, who to pick on if they if there is a matchup that they like, things of that nature. Uh, this feels in some ways a little more like a chess match than other than other matches because the teams are so similar you have like little movements here and there are going to are going to be maybe what decides this game. It's not going to be a a huge it, it's maybe not leaning on like one person to score every goal. Maybe it's a more split up offense. Maybe the defense, you know, struggles in one area, but is good in another. And then that's offset by, you know, struggles on the other side's offense in similar ways. So maybe one team has a great secondary and uh, the other team has a great passing attack, so they kind of keep each other in check that way. Or it could go the other way, where you know you have a great front seven on the defense for one side, but you have a great passing attack, and you're just picking on an anemic secondary. But then you flip around the ball, and you know the other team doesn't have a good front seven, so you can just run the ball down their throats. Who knows? Um, this this I think statistically is one of the one of the most even matchups here and will hopefully prove to be the most one of the most interesting among all of the ones that are being played in 2A. Uh, these teams don't sport outstanding records, which would make you think that they're, you know, maybe they're not high powered enough to to go against the best teams. But like, I don't know, it's. It's another one of those you never know, and their their records aren't so bad. The South Sevier does give me a little bit of pause here, and uh, they they are definitely more of a dark horse if they are to advance. But I wouldn't be altogether surprised if they were able to take down Judge Memorial. And you know, on the flip side, I wouldn't be that surprised if Judge Memorial put up a good showing and were able to advance and you know look good and feel good about it. The last division is 1A, and that is going to be the Duchesne Eagles against the Kanab Cowboys. And for anyone who follows the NFL, uh, they will know that, you know, Eagles-Cowboys is a storied rivalry there. I don't know how it is here, but if it is anything like those ri- like that rivalry, uh, then this should be a hell of a game. Now, that said, I am saying this knowing that Kanab is coming in at eight and two and Duchesne is coming in at five and five. So their records are disparate enough for me to 
to kind of lean more one side. Like you win eight of your 10 games. There's a good reason for it. You, you know, you win five, you lose five. There's a good reason. There's a good reason for that. And that might be on full display here, but statistically speaking, they are not all that far apart in terms of, you know, the categories that I've also, that I've already talked about. So their scoring averages are, you know, they, they favor, everything's going to favor Kanab a bit, but not by such a gross amount that I'm really like afraid for Duchesne and think that they can't do it. I just think it's going to be a bit of an uphill battle given, you know, given everything that I know. And, and I, I don't know if Duchesne looks at it like that. They, they are hopefully going in saying, yes, we can absolutely win this. We can beat these guys. Um, if you don't go into a game like that, you are shooting yourself in the foot completely. This is one that Kanab would be, Kanab would be the favorite for, I think for sure, like clearly enough. But again, and really one of the reasons why I picked the matchups that I picked all throughout here is because there is, I think, that potential for it to go either way. You know, you you throw an 0-10 team against a 9-1 team or what have you, and it's like, those are often those are often like, oh, why did, why did one team show up matches? It can feel like it, you know, it's so blatantly one-sided. This is less that, this is more just like one team seems to have a slight statistical advantage, but how far does that go? I don't know. Uh, that's something that you have to find out on the football field. And while that is true for, you know, more one-sided matches, I think it is typically more accurate for matches like this where things are closer and they are they're a little more even across the board. So that'll do it for my rambling about the state championships. I'm super excited to get to see how things pan out because there's there's a lot of games to be played and a lot of different ways that games are going to be played. You know, people might guys might show up that, you know, really weren't weren't doing everything in the regular season. They might just absolutely pop off here. Some stars might take a back seat. You never know. And it, it's impossible to tell. It's impossible to predict. But it's always exciting in any sport when you get to see the best of the best go against each other. We're in the first wave of that getting ready to happen. That is not going to be happening yet. But that's not to say that we won't have some really excellent games out of what we're going to get. And there will be, I can almost guarantee you, I'm not much of a betting man, but if I were, I would say there is a very high chance of a, a big upset happening. And keep an eye out for that. You know, watch, watch for all the crazy things that could happen. That's why we watch sports, right? Like we watch not just for, you know, the, the team that, has the best record to come in and blow everybody out. It's it's for those moments you don't expect. And I think that'll be on full display, if not this weekend, then the next weekend, or sometime during the tournament. I think it's going to be really exciting. But enough of me prattling on about this. Before we end today, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has listened thus far uh, it has been a real pleasure 
all my interviews that I've done for all the guys that have wanted to be on this show. It has been really, truly a blessing and a pleasure to speak with them and get to kind of pick their brains about this sport that we all love and, you know, who they are as people. Uh, This may sound like this is the last episode. I promise it isn't. Uh, I just wanted to get this out there. I wanted to say thank you to to everybody that has been supporting this show. Like, this has been such a, a wonderful opportunity for me. And I wouldn't be able to do this without without everyone out there listening and the players wanting to be interviewed and being such great interviews, uh, being really heads up and being professional, even though they're so young, uh, and, you know, being accommodating of my schedule and my, like what I'm asking them and things like that. So just thank you to everybody. And I'm really excited for the upcoming weeks. We've got a few more weeks of championships. You know, they're starting this weekend. They're going to keep going through mid November. I'm going to be here that whole time. And even a little bit past there, bringing you whatever it is I'm bringing. Uh, And if you enjoy it, watch. But that'll do it for me. Uh, My name is Parker Long. This is the Hive School Sports Podcast Football Edition right here on the Hive Sports Network. Remember, new episodes come out every Monday and Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Hive Sports and at High Football PC. And as always, remember to play hard, be safe, have fun, and take care.